This individual is cashing in his money and the bank privilege that he earned at WrestleMania. The no. WWE Championship match will take place right here, right now. Oh my. John Cena defends against Edge. Middle-aged. Outlaws. Middle-aged. Episode 58 of the Middle-Aged Outlaws podcast. No funny quips for me today, Adam. I'm too upset at how rubbish this pay-per-view <laughs> was that we're about to talk about. Uh, we started a few episodes ago in April 2005. We wanted to follow Edge as he won his money in the bank, through to him cashing in. We're here. We've made it through phantom pregnancies and love triangles and and uh, yeah, that Big Show versus Triple H match and Shelton's mama. We've made it to New Year's Revolution 2006, January 2006. How do you feel? Drained. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah, there's not been that many good shows, like really good shows. I think you've oh. maybe enjoyed one or two of them a bit more than I have. We, I think we would be started on a high and just went mm-hmm. down the hill with, with WrestleMania 21, which was a great show mm-hmm. to start with. And who, who could forget the Hulk Hogan um, renaissance as well, which we some of us enjoyed more than others. <laughs> uh, so, yes, here we are. New Year's Revolution 2006. Never seen this pay-per-view before. Have, of course, seen the um, the, the YouTube clips of of what happens at the very end and we'll leave that although we've spoiled the big reveal of course <laughs> yeah. right, at the, right at the start there but um shall we jump into the, to january 2006 so let's go on some what was going on let's go to, okay yeah. albums released january 2006 quite timely they've just um they've just headlined glastonbury festival on the friday night arctic monkeys what people say i am that's why i'm not okay that was a debut album was it not yeah, yeah. Um, first impressions of Earth by the Strokes and oh. Inside In, Inside Out by the Cooks. So we're in sort mm. of um, sensitive young lads, indie, guitar-y mm-hmm. music. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and on, the, on the opposite side, some singles released, Touch the Sky by Kanye West, uh, When the Sun Goes Down by Arctic Monkeys, Shake That by Eminem, Riding. By Chameleonaire, and uh, obviously, I am WWE Hall of Famer. I think Popo, Popo Zao by Kevin Kayfed Federley. Oh, well, I, I I forgot all about that lad. How could you? He mm. was he was genuinely on wrestling TV for he, a few weeks, wasn't he? It wasn't yeah, just like the one-off, was it? I think he got like, for a little while they did like this thing where the Raw had a guest host and I think he did that and yeah, I think he was on more than one show. That's weird now, thinking back. K-Fed. Should have Googled him, see what he's up to. Probably still mm. releasing bangers like Popo's out. <laughs> I'm sure. 
some movies released about this time, Adam. Hostel. Oh, nice. Class. Munich, also a good one. Oh. Eric Banner represent Underworld Evolution. Mm. Never seen the Underworld films, have you? I've seen one of them, whatever the first one was. What I've seen that. that. Uh, vampires and, and werewolves and. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. All that sort. Nanny yeah. McPhee oh. and uh, Big Mama's House 2. Oh. Up there with Godfather 2 is one of the better sequels. <laughs> uh, okay, in wrestling. Around about this time, Brock Lesnar defeated Shinsuke Nakamura to retain the IWGP Heavyweight Championship in, to- in the Tokyo Dome Okay, in Japan. That's weird to think. That, eh? that is. Those things don't go together. No. Brock Lesnar, <laughs> IWGP Heavyweight title. Shinsuke Nakamura, that's very odd. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sting debuted in TNA. Okay. And uh, he tagged our boy Christian. To beat Jeff Jarrett and Monty Brown at TNA Final Revolu- uh, Resolution. That'd be a greatest night of Sting's career, I would think. Getting to tag with Christian, yeah. Although he, he did just share the ring with Chris Jericho this recent weekend. Mm. So, yeah. you did, please tell me you saw footage online of the post-press conference after Forbidden Door where Jericho picked up a water bottle and sort of tapped it with his baseball bat. No, I didn't it, see that. He hit a journalist with it and kind of went, oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Good stuff. Oh. Um, UK number one, January oh, 2006. No. Now, January 2006, we're just coming off Christmas number mm-hmm. one. Traditionally in the UK, number one would be Christmas number one would be from the talent show or the whatever yeah. X Factor pop idol. So that's as much as you're getting. No, it's no. It's no. Solo male. Ah, oh, see, the, the, the ones that that's names are going into my head, I think were too early. Cause this had been going on a wee while by this point. I'm thinking of like Will Young and what if, what, the other one. That, the... Gareth Gates. <laughs> yeah. And I think those are too early to be 2006. I think we we used to laugh about this guy when we were younger. (laughs) Anything specific? No, he had a shaven head. Does it not ring any? I'm sure there's like, there's videos of of him with like, um, like bare knuckle boxers. Is Is he like family related to like bare knuckle boxers and like traveling families i was hoping you were just going to say a name there and i feel without having a clue who you're on about is he related to <laughs> such and such smith and i'd be like son. yes <laughs> uh I, I don't think i'm gonna get it i'm sorry same, same first name as as vince's vince's um child shane shane yeah it's still not working for you <laughs> Okay, Shane Ward. That's I've, my I've, goal. Oh, okay, I've heard the name. We did. We used to laugh about Shane. Yeah, about Shane I Ward, think you're maybe right. It feels like a long time ago. It does, but that's because it is. It's nearly <laughs> twenty years ago. Um, US number one. US number one. I don't think you'll ever get this, but I'll give you what I've got. I don't know it. Um, I think it's a rap group. I think it's like a southern rap group. Um, it's two words and they rhyme with each other. 
I can't even muster a guess. I was going to go and play it on my phone, but the song is called Laffy Taffy, and the artist is D4L. Oh, okay. I'm uh, not not familiar with their work. Neither am I, unfortunately. So uh. there you go. Um, UK number one film. I've not mentioned it. Oh. Right, where were we the last time? Oh, I could tell you what was the last time. It wasn't a, a, a chick flick. It was Pride and Prejudice the last time. Ah, that's it. And then that was September. It's been ah, a that's while since too long. Yeah, it's not. Register's been on pay-per-view. Yeah. It's not going to have carried over. Um, it's, a, it's a remake <clears throat> of a classic <laughs> film. Um, and if you think we had, around about Christmas time, we had Harry Potter and then we had Lord of the Rings. So there was okay. like that space of needing like a big... Okay. Um, sort of. And are you guiding me towards like, was a big novel? Is... No. 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 <laughs> They've made more of them um, and sort of done like the classic Alien versus Predator type thing. They've done, they've used the main character from this and done that type thing with another um, similar type of character. Oh, God. <laughs> I feel like, I feel it's like it's getting worse now in my head like whatever i maybe thought i might have known <laughs> et versus <laughs> it's um he's an animal a giant king, animal king kong yes yes what were you thinking oh god like i i was i was trying to think of like kids books that became films and i was uh, yeah i was going off on the, the wardrobe type thing or something. that kind of thing yeah yeah the US number one film is about as far from a kid's book as you can possibly get. And right. It's awesome. And I mentioned it. It's awesome, and you have mentioned it. Yep. It's about as far removed from a kid's book. Okay. Is it hostile? Yes. 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 Well done. Is there, how many hostels was there? Just three. Was it the second one we went to the cinema to see, and it was not that good? Um, oh. I can remember. I don't, was, I, I'm maybe grouping like bad sequels together because I remember we went to like the the remakes oh, of Halloween. We went to yes. the second one of them, and I think every one of us that was sitting wanted to walk out, but failed to communicate that to to the rest of the group. Of course, uh, well, the guy that said, "Of course, my horse." Was that in the first one? Or the That's the first one. That's Is the first first one. I quite enjoyed. I thought the first one was, one was a decent film. Uh, oh, the the sec. Ah, oh, never mind. I was going to say. Is that guy the sort of fake Jeremy Piven guy that's in suits? Was he in the first one or the second one? Is he in the second one? He's in the first one. He's he, he might no actually he might be in both. Right. Because he appears right at the end of the first one. He's he's trying to basically the 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 the, the good guy is trying to talk him into just doing it quick and killing them off quick. And he's like, no, no, paid my money. I'm going to take my time. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. I think he maybe appears in the second one. Okay. So, uh, sorry to that guy that we don't know what your name is, but I mean, I wouldn't mind being described as a fake Jeremy Piven. Ah, he was, I think he was, like, I watched a bit of Suits until I totally lost interest, and I think he was one of the more interesting characters. Nice. I think he's quite a good actor. Nice. So, okay, so that's us. Well done. You got that right off the bat. Well, yeah. 
that, that, that was my best one. Um, didn't really get close with the music, but never mind. Home, homework for next time. Listen to D4L's um, debut album. I don't think I'm going to. Nah. Laffy Taffy. <laughs> I was trying to think what the name of that. Is there a, a food that sounds like that? Taffy, yeah, hot, like some in water, salt water taffy or something like yes, that. Yes, yes, there's yeah. an episode of Friends where they're talking about that. I was That's trying to... right. Anyway, um, okay. Last time we 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 like to we like to take the pay per view that we're watching and cast use use something, a TV show or a popular movie or a franchise of movies to cast the pay per view. So our our uh, assignment this time is to try and cast New Year's Revolution. Is it Revolution or Resolution? Revolution. I, th- I think it's Revolution. Yeah. Using the cast of Lost. It's been many years since we've both watched Lost, and ain't nobody going back and watching that again for a second time. <laughs> um, but I've I've dug deep into the the useless information in the back of my mind and, and come up with some stuff. So. Um, okay. I'll, I'll tell you what I'll tell you what matches I've got, and then you can tell me what matches you've got, and then we can okay. go through. That's so fine. I've got Ric Flair v Edge. That was an yep. opener, I think. Yeah. Uh, I've got Triple H v Big Show. Yeah. And then I've got the uh, Elimination Chamber. That's all I've got. Okay. I don't have anyone in addition. I've got Ric Flair Edge. I've got Triple H Big Show. I have five out of six for the for the chamber. I couldn't okay. get one of them. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so let's just start out with Ric Flair versus Edge then. You go first. Okay, so Ric Flair, I've gone with the guy who is Richard, who has been on the island for 100 years uh, or, or whatever it is, and he hasn't aged. Um, and I thought, I started thinking, is that really Ric Flair? Because he hasn't aged. But then I thought to myself, he has looked old from when I started watching wrestling. So I went yeah. with it. He just basically guy that just looks the same but has apparently been kicking around for a hundred years i don't remember richard oh i do i see him now he's the um, he's the mayor in the dark night yeah yeah that guy yeah what's his name again like the actor name yeah i've written it down for some of them i've not written it down for him nestor carbonell okay yep yep nice one i like that uh uh edge so I went for the Sawyer character. Um, like, he's he's a bit, like, dodgy and just a bit moody and grumpy early on, but he becomes a decent character as, and an interesting character as time goes. So I kind of thought that kind of relates to where we've been recently with Edge. Yeah, nice. Cool. Um, for Ric Flair, I've went with John Locke. Batshit crazy, but quite formidable in his own way. And for Edge, I also went for for Sawyer, uh, handsome, charismatic, def- a definite heel, but you've got potential leading man in there as well, and and yeah. also a bit goofy at times. Yeah, yeah. Which we get from Edge. So. Did did nice you one. did you pick Alita? No. Okay. I went with um, Shannon, who was the Maggie Grace character, just saying that she was a cold-hearted bitch. Right now, I like that. I like it a lot. That works. She, did she die early on? Spoilers, yeah, spoilers. I think she was maybe only in either the first or the first two seasons, but yeah, maybe just the first. And was her brother Boone? I think so. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Were they? There was some in. Okay. 
something uncomfortable. And he died early on as well. So yeah, was it tell us? Stop trying to get Stephanie to go into angles with you, Vince. That sort of thing. <laughs> Triple H versus the Big Show. Okay. Um, my Triple H. I'm trying to remember this guy's full name. His name was Ben. Um, he was like the main and yes, yes, sort of the main antagonist in the show. Um, just sort of portraying himself as a leader, but really like cutthroat and yeah, yes, went with him. Yep. Nice and and show. I've gone with uh, Hurley, Um, (laughs) and I've been like, you know, he just comes across as a bit of a buffoon in the early stages, but but you know. He's got a bit more to offer than people are giving him credit for. Nice. like that. Uh, for Triple H, I've went with uh, Danielle, the French lady. Um, ah. I think she legitimately looks like Triple H. And also you've got the um, the Jean-Paul Levesque character. He obviously has his French roots as well. Yep. So. Yep. Uh, for Big Show, I went with Desmond. Uh, a Scottish guy that lived on the island and he was trying to get off and he was off and he was on and he was off and he was on. I kind of thought that was a bit like Big Show because he's a heel yep. as a face, he's a heel as a face. Totally get it. I may have used him later on. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's go through the chamber. John Cena. I've gone Jack Shepard. Uh, the, the the clearly supposed to be the main guy, but he's boring. He's annoying me already. Yeah, just... you, you've you've. I think it feels like you're reading my notes. That's <laughs> pre- supposed to be the main face, but massively annoying. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nice, Carlito. Uh, Carlito's the one I couldn't get, and I was really disappointed because I was really trying to think of somebody good. Okay, I've went with Harley for Carlito. Uh, okay. Is his name Hugo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a widely loved char- character that doesn't really go anywhere. Ah, uh-huh, I like that. Yep. Okay. Kane. Kane went with the smoke monster. I just I couldn't <laughs> think, yes. think, think of anyone good for Kane. I like it though. That works with the fire. Uh huh. Yeah. For Kane, I went with Mister Echo, a huge, <sighs> menacing but complex character. I totally forgot about Mister Echo. Nice. I'm sure it said that Mr. Echo had a girlfriend called Katie Vick as well. It never happened. <laughs> uh, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle, I've gone John Locke. He's just fucking mental. He's very <laughs> intense. He, uh, he has his own idea of what he should be doing. The guy was in a wheelchair when the plane crashed, then he could walk. Well, Kurt Angle won the gold with a broken freaking neck. Oh, I love that. Amazing. <laughs> uh, for Angle, I've went with Kate. Uh, stubborn, tenacious, but capable of handling, her, handling herself, himself, in any situation. Nice. Uh, the masterpiece, Chris Masters. That's where I've gone for Boone. Um, all, all about the look and gone after season one. Nice. Um, I've went with Walt, Michael's son. Um, oh, yeah. Considered to have a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. It seemed like a lot of the sto- story was going to be wrapped, out, wrapped oh, yeah. up in him. Yep. And then it just sort of disappeared. I like that. I was like totally... The steroid testing just appeared and he was gone. <laughs> I was totally convinced he was the key to it all. I remember thinking that. And I think they pointed you at that. But Aye, yeah. The polar bear thing and the magazine. Yep. And the... Yep. Okay, uh, Sean Michaels. That's where I've gone for Desmond. Um, 
off and on there and back. Um, nice. Doing the the whole. He was he was the guy doing the code thing, wasn't he? He was yes. entering the code. Um, yeah, felt like it fit Sean Michaels to me. Okay, I've went with Charlie. Um, they're both former drugged up wild childs who uh, both ended up redeeming themselves. <laughs> nice, nice. Although you've never really bought the Shawn Michaels redemption. No, so on the <laughs> on the face of things, and yeah. he's redeemed himself. Okay. Much like oh, Charlie did. Charlie did. He, I think he saved Penny, didn't he? With the, the yes, he did the, on the not Penny's boat thing on the on the window. Yeah, I've never used Charlie. I could have fitted him in somewhere. You would have thought. What was what was Charlie's band song? Was it like you are oh. body? No, was that something else? Oh, I can't remember. I, I I used to like the flash. Oh, the flashbacks were great, but I liked when they went forward and the flash forwards. And it was mm-hmm. all, remember you had the Oceanic Six? Yeah. We could have done them right. as like the Smackdown Six. <sighs> Damn it. I've missed a trick. Oh, well. mm. Thankfully, Chavo or Kerwin White was not on this <laughs> pay-per-view. That's one of the most positive things I can say about it. <laughs> Anywho, let's get into it, shall we? Yep. Um, oh, oh, what's wrong? I'm just like, this whole Ric Flair situation. <sighs> like, this is the, like the opening match on the card. Because I think that there's a video package like about the basically the the, the dangers and risks of the, the, the uh, chamber. Yes, and then quite quickly, I hadn't watched any any pre TV or anything, but I feel like I'm just sitting there watching. I've made a few notes, and then all of a sudden, I'm being talked about about Ric Flair, Road Rage, and uh, all this kind of. I'm like, oh, that was real, wasn't it? And then they're talking about him having personal issues and going through a divorce, and I'm thinking, last time we saw him, he was having the time of his life in a limo, and and now. Now this, yeah, only three months ago he was he was on top of the world. Yeah, just shows you life comes at you fast, like uh-huh. Ferris said. But something I wanted to ask you about was the um, the set. The set was really uh-huh. weird. It was like dragon themed with with it like was. a dragon breathing fire and all that. Yeah, I thought that I, I, there was no like I couldn't work out where that tied in to anything. No, nah, nah, uh, yeah. and we also we've got Joey Styles in the coach here. Yeah, you know, like WWE's um, WWE's good for taking a couple of single stars and chucking them together and trying to make a tag team. Mm. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Honestly, at at one point I wanted to put this on mute because of the coach. He was. Yeah, it's it feels like it's got worse with every show, Mm. and then there wasn't the because it was just the two of them. And I think, you know, when I hear Joey Styles' voice doing a show, I'm kind of used to him being on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm quite happy. Yeah. I don't mean that because of Coach, but he is quite good on his own. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, Coach is... He's incredible. There's nothing good about the, the, the style of... Like, I fully <laughs> understand having heel performers. I understand having heel announcers as well. But there's nothing there behind it. It's just irritation. Uh-huh. Like Heenan, like Heenan had that grounding in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like he'd been someone before he was that uh-huh. that commentator. And, and Jesse and Ventura, King, he had a, Ventura, a weight behind him. You know, you knew who he was, and yeah. But 
even like much as it's listening back, it's quite grating a lot of the time. But when King isn't doing his, you know, who puppies and all that, um, some of his just cheering for the bad guy and trying to make sense of it. And then Paul Heyman being really good at that as well. But this is just terrible. Yeah. Yeah. The the dynamic when it works, it like t- it feeds into the story and helps tell mm-hmm. the story of what's going on. Whereas this is just yeah. coach being annoyed, like you say, obnoxious. Anyway, Edge versus Ric Flair. Ric Flair is Intercontinental Champion at this point. I think the last time we saw him win it from Carlito. Yeah. Um, and he was putting over the the belt big style. Um, since then, Edge has been on him and he's had his personal issues. Um, and this is how we kick off. What do you think of Edge versus Ric Flair? Eh, like I think uh, I remember like this is uh, maybe the only or one of two matches on the card that actually went back in my mind and thought I remember watching this and thinking it was really weird and I still found it a bit weird and on its own in isolation on the night I I was sitting watching thinking why isn't Edge just destroying him why isn't this just an easy win for Edge he walks away with the title and all that but I suppose that will become clear and they're trying to add more heat to the character um in terms of a match i I didn't think there was an awful lot to it i thought it was fine in terms of the the sort of little story it was telling lita kind of getting involved edge trying to take some shortcuts flair being kind of dominated but making his comebacks and having his his spots um not not great but you know okay yeah they did the flair go off the top rope thing again and they connected again yep you can't do it more than once. No, no. Once, once it works. Yeah, and once makes you believe it'll work again, and then you watch and you go, ah, oh, no, actually, <laughs> I'm no. Lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. They had to do a sort of fluff finish because we can't have Edge win the Intercontinental Title, mm-hmm. but we also can't have Flair beat him clean. That there was one thing I found very, very unsettling in this match. Thrusting. What was that about? <laughs> Terrifying. Oh, it, it was, was like that thing when he was going <laughs> to that woman outside the limo yeah. the other week. It's just not on. <sighs> I don't mind seeing Flair in the ring at this point. What is this, 2006? Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he can still go. He, mm-hmm. he can do everything that Ric Flair does. But didn't he do that? Don't, don't do the thrusting. No. Please. I, I put a figure four on Lita. And Edge ends up breaking it up with a briefcase to the head. And he, in classic Flair style, he has to bleed all oh, over yeah. the mat, despite being the very first match. <laughs> um, and he's a bloody mess. And that's that's it. The, 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 basically, the, the, the announcers are, are sort of telling you the story at the end that Edge didn't care about the IC title. He, he, he was, you know, purely in this match and in this situation to do damage to Flair. You know, you're, you're adding to the heat there. Which is odd because his hatred for Flair comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's bounced around like a basketball between Kane, Matt Hardy, and now Ric Flair, and they've they've built them. The the Kane and the the, the Ben and Benoit as well. The Benoit one had substance to it because they, mm-hmm. had, the, they had the money in the bank. Yeah, the Hardy stuff had substance to it, but this was just like something for him to do mm-hmm. that didn't really have much to it. Yeah. And Flair doesn't get much of a payoff after having had his his public life thrown yeah. up on the Titron yeah. for weeks and weeks. Odd. <laughs> yeah. But 
Yeah. Certainly not the worst thing on the card. No. No, no, no. Talking of which, we go backstage with Todd Grisham. Oh, no, He's with no. Kurt Angle. Now, the basic gist of this promo from Kurt Angle is that he can say anything and the crowd will cheer him. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to get across that fact. But the way that he gets this across is by being like wildly offensive on multiple religion, race, um, politically. Yeah, I'm not repeating what he said. No, no. Yeah, uh, there's, there's no need for us to end the podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, was, I was shocked, like, just hearing it what was said i was like no no (laughs) like even then it's not it's 2006 it's a long time ago but you still i don't know you just wouldn't expect to hear particularly one of the things that was said Mm -hmm. did you ever see the was it booker and kurt angle must have been involved in a program did you ever see the thing where he said what he wanted to do to charmel yes that's, Did, it's, it's up there with that. If you heard him, he's talked about that on his podcast. Right. And he said he did not want to say any of that. He hated the storyline. He felt massively uncomfortable. But Vince was just getting more and more enthusiastic about the things that he should be saying. That's pure Vince. The words yeah. that he says are pure Vince. <laughs> Animalistic, whatever it is he says. Um, <laughs> and that's that's similar here. Yeah. Just say the most vile things you can think of, sort of thing. <sighs> and he's with Davari here. Appears mm-hmm. to be his manager, obviously looking for him, for, for something for him to do with, with Muhammad Hassan being yep. out in his ear. Um, I, I guess that didn't last long, did it? Don't think so. Like, the weird thing is, he sort of signs off with that. Like, Angle starts talking about how, you know, he is the best in the world. He's beat Cena. He's beat Michaels. He's beat Kane. You know, he's he's that that bit of the promo all made sense. You know, he's he should be going in there as a big favourite. This should be, you know, for him. But the everything that went before just kind of didn't like really a, hear what came after because of that. Exactly, it's like a meta type thing. It's like they're standing in the back and saying, like, this is really frustrating. I'm a heel, and I, but I go out there and it doesn't matter what I say, they cheer me. Mm-hmm. And some days went, we'll just say the most ridiculous things <laughs> you can think of and see if they will. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Next matchup is Trish Stratus versus Mickey James for the women's title. Um, I quite like the build-up and storyline around mm-hmm. this. I mean, it's it's not like my favourite storyline all the time, but I do, it's, it's something different and interesting yeah. um, for the women, rather as it being, you know, they're fighting over a man or or whatever, it's, we've got the whole thing with Mickey James, and she's, they, they keep repeating in the video package, I'm your, I'm like your biggest fan, over and over again. Uh-huh. She's given off this sort of psycho, uh, stalker type character, which is great. Um, yeah, no, I like that as well, obviously. Vince is always going to want to push it to a certain place, but I quite like the, the story as it was aye. going. Aye. And, and that is sort of, they, they almost go to that and push it, but mm-hmm. kind of leave it at the right time. Um, both of these two fairly decent in the ring, um, and I thought it was an all right match. I thought it was yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was okay. Um, I I thought that the the match kind of played with the story quite nicely, in that you had um, quite a lot of respectful 
you know, offensive maneuvers going on from from Mickey James. But then I did fully believe as I'm watching this that she's like excited to be in there with her hero and things like that. I thought that that came across well. Um, mm. And you know they, they they sort of underline that after the match too, um, but yeah, I, th- I think I've always I think she's always been known Mickey James as somebody who was a good worker, and I think Trish by this point had got pretty good as well. Um, so yeah, I thought, I thought this was this was okay. The only thing that I didn't like is this: is it the satisfaction is the bulldog type thing? Yeah, it it always looks like they're just like. There's a lot of helping going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if she went off the second rope? It would, it would stop. It would um, prevent her needing to be lifted up to get mm-hmm. to that top rope. I never understood that. Yeah. Um, but you know, like looking at this, 2006, and and Trisha's still having matches in 2023, and she's doing a lot of same mm-hmm. stuff she's doing. Like it's pretty impressive. Yeah. And I think Mickey James only just maybe only just retired. Okay. Recently yeah. as well, she was an impact, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep. Um, but I and they and they continue on later on as well, which is quite good. Okay, we go backstage. Maria Canellas is interviewing herself. They just they just let her go wild. Her. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. She she gets interrupted by uh, an aggressive and clearly. A dark side version of the Hurricane, who is now Gregory Helms. He's got a real bad attitude these days. And yeah, I've not written down what he um, interrupts her to say because I'm I got too excited by what then happened next. Um, he's just kind of being a cocky bastard and talking about what he's you know how he's gonna take Lawler apart and all that. And he, he's like, I, I'm sure we've both been sitting watching. The hurricane and thinking don't don't do this just give him something proper just give him a thing and i really wanted to like this when it started um it's but then like the, it's like the monkey paw curling type thing it's like you, like you get what you asked for but miles worse like yeah it just went completely upside down with the, the problem was i'm watching it thinking there's been so many others that this has suited better like exactly what he's trying to do is suited but think about orton who's you know come through as this cocky brash arrogant bastard and all that um and it suited him perfectly and i I just watched this thinking the idea is fine the worker in the ring's fine it just doesn't fit it's just Mm. not working it's forced Mm -hmm. yeah i like his accent i think whatever he's saying comes across like quite cool with his accent what is that, a southern accent? I think so, yeah. Um, obviously, we've not been watching week to week, but to have went from the hurricane with the green hair and mm-hmm. the over, completely over the top to this sunglasses, big long black cloak, leather jacket type thing, just angry man's just too much. Yeah. Um, the camera veers off to the right-hand side and we see Shelton Benjamin walking in. Um, with his mum, they come walking by, and holy stereotypes, Batman! She is. She... <laughs> like I get it, right? The trick of Shelton something, because we've talked about this before. He's brilliant in ring, but he's not really got anything. I think we talked about putting someone someone with him, and the monkey paw obviously curled again. 
because they've went and got this this uh, stand-up comedian woman to play his mum, and she is going, you know, characters up to eleven. What what have they done to Shell? He was fine. Like he yeah, he was stuck at IC level or opening match or whatever. But he was fine. He could go in the ring. He could have a match. He was brilliantly athletic. This can't go anywhere. This. No. Uh, this is where this is. I actually thought this during this pay per view. Like this hit me smack bang in the face. There's no WCW. There's no real competition. Yes, there's TNA, but I think it's too far away. Uh huh. TNA, and it's you know like somebody like a Shelton goes somewhere else and could be in the main event, like a mm-hmm. um, like a WCW. Not obviously not WCW as it was, but I just mean if there was a a level competitor, you, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have to be doing angles with yeah. this woman that's a stand-up comedian acting as his mum. Yeah. And, and Shane Helms. Yeah. This, this <sighs> wasn't... Uh, this, was, this wasn't where Viscera is. That's, no, that's no, no. Time. That's still to come. Yeah. Uh, then we get a bit of foreshadowing for later. Uh, Edge and Lita are due to do their... Um, Interview with the instant access online thing, um, and Lita says he doesn't have time to speak to to them because he's got bigger things on his mind. He tells her to go and take care of business. What could that be? Surely he was referring to the Big Show and his giant. He's a way to help the Big Show wrap his hand <laughs> with a big. Big beer mitt cast he was wearing. <laughs> that must be what it was. Oh. Uh, okay. In the ring, or back to the ring at least, we've got Jerry Lawler versus Gregory Hills. I don't think we got an explanation as to why these two were fighting, did we? No backstory? I don't think so. No, I think there was something said about like Helms had shown Lawler no respect or something like that. But, they did uh... this, didn't they? they? They would sort of use. Mm-hmm. King, they did it with Taz. They use it to get some, yeah. Not that, not that he's a new talent, but they kind of used King to get new talent. Mm-hmm. I suppose um, it's a new character, isn't it? So get him a bit of spotlight with a, a known, a known commodity. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. The coach. This is where the coach starts oh. to become too much. He, he's going on and on and on trying to get Helms over. As we, it's unbearable. Yeah, you ever hear the? I think it is Bruce Pritchard's told the story that if um, if somebody backstage has an advocate that is too much in Vince's ear, the guy basically gets buried because mm-hmm. he's he's just sick of hearing it. I like I'm watching this thinking, I I don't give a damn about Gregory Helms now because you will not shut up. You've ruined them. Yeah, absolutely. And I said it time and time again, we said it last time but Hurricane, he, he can put on good matches Shane mm-hmm. Helms is a good wrestler definitely, but this is not it, nah. it's not even entertaining, sometimes we've seen King matches and they've been entertaining because it's uh-huh. like um, engaging, you know, like engages the fans and it can be a bit fun but this wasn't even fun, it was just nah. rubbish rubbish, King wins via flying punch for the second rope absolute garbage and it, it made me think what like what was the point yeah but like if you've given him this new character 
and he's just been beat by an announcer who, you know, yeah, I think a lot of fans know and respect the legacy of him in ring, but lots of them just know him as a commentator. The puppies guy, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he's just beat this new character. So again, where where did where can he go? That that feels like that's over now immediately. They they were also referring to Helms as a young upstart or something like that. And I was yeah. thinking, uh, I went back to actually, he, he would only have been about thirty here. Okay, but he's I been around a wee oh, while. Aye, aye, absolutely. Yeah. Was this two thousand and six? He was yep. like a, a a cruiserweight champion in WCW mm-hmm. in like yeah ninety eight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Back, we seem to be backstage a lot. We're back in the instant access area. We have Trish and Lita kind of do a little bit of foreshadowing as far as looking at each other, sort of thing. Um, Mickey comes bouncing and she starts talking about how fantastic the match was. Wasn't it so cool? Trish is like, You do realize you got beat, didn't you? And she's like, ah, But it wasn't. And this is where she's this is where Vince is obviously. Oh, yeah, talk, talk about your sliding, sweaty bodies together. Yeah, yeah. Just no, like keep it how it is. It doesn't need to go CD. Yeah. Uh, and then we go to catering. No, I don't uh, want to go. I'm not going. I'm going. <laughs> Mama Benjamin is unhappy with the catering for her baby, but she is sort of bent over the side of the catering table. And Viscera doesn't just walk in. Uh, His music hits. Yeah. <laughs> and he walks in, which which is, maybe that just happens places that he goes, <laughs> which would be quite like walking at the doctor's surgery and stuff like that. Um, yeah, Big Vis walks in on uh, Mama Benjamin bent over this table and he is rather taken. Um, and he's he's looking for some action from from Mama Benjamin. She tells him he can get some action, but I don't think it's the type type that he's after. She, I mean, she's quite formidable herself. She's, oh yeah, aggressive. Yeah, yeah. She's she's not putting up with it, but that's that's just going to land her boy in a bit of trouble. Big Viss is just living in his own wee world. He's just <laughs> laughing and smiling, licking his lips, and thinking the buffets. <laughs> he's unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. It really is. <laughs> he says something about how he would become what was it she's Shelton's mama and he's going to become her daddy or something like Jesus that <laughs> and then tell her you're going to become his daddy Just take a break okay okay Triple H versus the big show Weird place in the card for Triple H to be, but I guess we won't complain because we'd be complaining if he was shoveling mm. himself into the main event. So yeah. um, it seems that both of these guys cost each other um, a slot to get into the Elimination Chamber. Yep. Um, and they go, they show us a, a little video package where towards the end of it, Triple H has taken his sledgehammer to Big Show's. Big Shaw, big big shows, big big Shaw, big paw. Um, so out he comes wearing the most ridiculous oversized bandage that goes from like his elbow. It looks like I don't know. He's got this giant lollipop on his arm or something. It looks ridiculous. Do, do you know? 
this I might sound controversial here. I'm gonna sound controversial. Go it's on. maybe in the context of the show as a whole, because I was dreading this massively. I was thinking, he's got a massive cast on. This is going to go 25 minutes. It's going to be awful. (laughs) I actually didn't mind it. I I, I know that it's... (laughs) I know what it is. I just, like... Because you had the story set up, because you've got the hand, you've got the cast on it, Mm -hmm. you know that the objective is going to be to break the cast or get it off or whatever, like, from the start of that. Because the thing looked fucking ridiculous. It's not <laughs> It's not in any way hiding what the intention's going to be here. Um, and uh, I was thinking, right, okay, just get on with it and do it. But there were bits in this that I really didn't mind, and I think it's because there was some logic playing in for me. And uh, maybe that's all I was looking for on the show because I wasn't finding it in that many places. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can get on board <laughs> with that. There's definitely logic involved. There's a bit of story involved with it. The thing that started to, because I was relatively enjoying it as well, as far as enjoying goes. Certainly, on the show it was, it was decent, but at some point, it started to. Um, come across my mind that this is Triple H telling people backstage that he's going to get a good match at the big show and that's what he's oh. trying to do. Okay. Yeah. And I was just, and then my cynical head was, oh fuck, I just want this to finish now. There's still like these moments where I'm watching thinking, they're still making big show just look kind of dumb and I know that was always a thing, you know, Shane used to mock him for it and all that after they'd it's been really aligned. Uh, but like his, his hand after the cast has been basically broken off and ripped off he's like doing some offensive moves with that hand and looking like he is choosing to use that hand and i'm a bit like now come on you know you've got another one (laughs) class he's like a bit to be fair it is it does look bruised Mm -hmm. it does yeah yeah they've, they've done an okay job on that and obviously you know triple h is going after the hand uh, at, at every possible opportunity, but then you get like these comebacks by Big Show. Like, there's a point where Triple H has brought in the sledgehammer and Big Big Show snaps the handle of it. Mm-hmm. But again, with the bad hand, um, yeah. <laughs> Continuity is all we ask for. And he, he goes for a. I think the one they play off most is he goes for a choke slam with a bad hand. Now maybe I can understand that one type of move. It is maybe you don't want to be going with your bad hand with that one, mm. but but yeah. Imagine this was, so this is January. Imagine Big Show debuted in December, mm-hmm. and he was like this wrecking machine. And the only way to stop him was Triple H took him out of the sled, you know, mm-hmm. wrecked his hand with a sledgehammer. And this is his first pay per view match. I'm all on board with that. Oh yeah, but yeah. Fucked about with his character for the last five <laughs> or six years. I mean, they've so often made him a joke. They they basically put him they, they put him in a sumo match at WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, we've seen his ass. <laughs> oh. right. He's been Hulk Hogan. He's been mm-hmm. nasty bastard. He's been in. What was the match with Solomon with Mankind? The bolt bot uh, boiler room brawl. Oh yeah. 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 It was all right. 
as far as the show's concerned, it was it was up there. I think that's what pulled me in was just like with some of the other stuff. I definitely with a couple of things that are coming up pretty quick after this, within a matter of time, I was looking back fondly on this match. <laughs> it just felt a little bit like two you know, it felt like two thousand year two thousand pay per view match or something. Mm, yeah, yeah, I get that. No, no, that that's a, a bad thing necessarily, but yeah. Okay, so so yeah, like you said, he he what's he do? He he snaps the sledgehammer in half. I think Triple H gives his hand a concerto, does he? Yeah. The steps. Yeah, that's right. Um, eventually we get a ref bump, and there's this. Oh, Big Show picks him up for the choke slam, and Triple H has done the old thing where he picks up the. Mm-hmm. He picks up the sledgehammer, cracks him, and hits a pedigree. Yeah. One, two, three. Triple H wins. Okay. Uh, we have got the masterpiece and Carlito backstage. And Carlito, always the, the thinking, the man, the, the thinking behind the scenes, he proposes an alliance between the two. Um, and we look forward to, to seeing if that, that pays off. Yeah, it's quite it's quite a good idea, and I do like mm-hmm. the execution. So. And yeah, and they're 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 talking about you know it, it made sense to me rather than them just being the two heels in the match. They're talking about them as underdogs because they're the only non-former world champions in the match, and it, it they made it make sense. Uh, Absolutely. Somebody else must have been somebody different. A different booking committee must have been booking that part yeah. <laughs> versus the rest of the show. Uh, okay, next in the ring we've got Shelton Benjamin with his mama versus Big Vis. Are we calling him Big Vis at this point? Is it still Viscera? Is it, I've, I've got Viscera in my notes, okay. but like, I, so they played this off as like impromptu match mm-hmm. um, where the Shelton's mama is demanding an apology, um, and if she doesn't get one, um, Shelton's going to kick his ass, basically. <laughs> Shelton does not look too pleased with uh, with what Mama has set him up for there. That's the thing, like this character's so wildly over the top that there's almost no room for Shelton Benjamin here. And yeah. Surely the point of this is to get him over. You would have hoped so, but I think the point of it was just to make Vince laugh. Mm, you're <laughs> absolutely spot on. I'm sure it worked. Um, Viscera appears to be fighting in silk pajamas. <laughs> He's got to stay ready. <laughs> for action <laughs> uh, he's just destroying Shelton Yeah, this is not the Viscera or Shelton Benjamin that we've become accustomed to seeing no, Shelton hides behind his mama <laughs> there's like a nice point where, where Shelton absolutely cracks Big Viss in the, in the jaw with a knee yeah um, but this goes, I, I don't know how it in front of me to see how long it went, but it just goes far too long. It's almost eight minutes. Well, it's seven minutes and 30 <laughs> seconds too long. Yeah. And the, the ending, the finish is nonsensical. Despite two large athletes smashing each other for eight minutes long, uh, Viscera gets taken out by Mama's handbag. And all, all, all that's required after that is for Shelton just to give him a kick, and, and that's it. Yep. One, two, three. Job done. Why Easy. did he not T-bone suplex him? <laughs> I'll forgive him for that one. 
okay, backstage. Yep. Okay, we're backstage with Shawn Michaels. And for the first time in the show, we see Vince. Yep. Uh, he comes in to wish him luck um, for the Chamber match. I've got here that it looks like we're... Do, do these two go at, at Mania 22? I think it is, yeah. yeah. So, so we're building that. Mm-hmm. Sown seeds. I, I've got here that, thank God for Vince, is actually the first entertaining performer I've seen on this show. Because <laughs> he is pretty good here. They, they tell a little story which I don't think was covered in the build where Michaels is he's going to be number one. Uh, in the the yes. chamber, um, and I think later on it's referenced that Kane is coming in last, so that had obviously all been pre-decided. I've never really understood how the the rest of it is decided. Like I know it's supposed to be random uh, in mm-hmm. terms of what chamber opens, but how they decide who's going to start the match. Um, so in this case with Michaels, but at least we know who's first and who's last. Question about this. Obviously, we've got like this authority figure in Vince stacking mm-hmm. the deck against Michaels. Uh, a lot of the story for this year has been the authority figure in Bischoff stacking the, trying to stack the deck against Cena. That seems yeah. to have went away. Um, okay. Do you know where Bischoff is at this point? No, I don't. Because okay. um, Cena does go in. C- Cena is first, and you know him and Michaels are first in, in mm-hmm. the chamber. So you've got them running the gauntlet right from the start, so it does feel yeah. like the, the the deck is stacked. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, but I just wondered if if Bischoff was still running raw. Or... I'm not sure. I I know I've got memories of him like being fired and them making a big story about him getting fired and all that, but I can't think when that would have been. Probably somewhere in between here. If he's not on the show, and mm, yeah, he obviously went nowhere with the the Cena stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, should we talk about next match, or will we just go straight to? Let's talk about. It. We, it's good to you know, like we're not going to erase history. That would make us hypocrites. You need to acknowledge what's went before, to acknowledge in the the good state that women's wrestling is in now. So we've got a brand panties gauntlet match. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't. Okay. I, I didn't. I didn't take a whole lot of notes. Oh, oh, really? Why is that? Were your hands busy? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did. I did watch. I, I yeah. <laughs> I liked. Okay, so we got Maria Canella starting out against Candice Michelle. Was was Candice Michelle in in WWE for a while? Was she a good wrestler, or was she more like a valet type? Yeah, I don't know that she ever fully made the track. I would sort of categorise her with like Tori Wilson and Stacey Keebler, right. I think. Okay, I liked her. Um, Maria, I mean, the the way to beat somebody is to strip them brand panties. <laughs> We've definitely, the best not a brand panties, what was the, it was a tuxedo match, wasn't it, Cornet and Heyman? Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, That was amazing. Yeah. What was that? Like uh, Great American Bash eighty nine or something like that. Something like that, yeah. That's the yeah. best. That's the that's the that's the bar that these women are trying to hit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tough. Anyway, Maria gets Candace down and then comes Tori Wilson. Maria beats her too. I did I did, I did take a wee note. Oh. I've got Maria eliminates Candice. 
does Maria get to put her top back on? No, she doesn't. That that that's where you know before the next opponent came down. That, mm. That's obviously what I was trying to work out in my mind. So it was answered quite quick, quite quickly. We're saying the deck is stacked against Maria Canellas. Yeah, yeah. Outrageous. Uh, anyway, Maria, but she managed to defeat the odds and, and beat Tori Wilson as well. Um, she's on a hiding nothing next because Victoria comes out and she will be able to do whatever she wants with her. Um, and she does. And then it's just like Royal Rumble time. We get a, a special guest entrance. And it's the fabulous Moolah and Mae Young. Hooray! Yeah. And in you know, this is six years removed from the Royal Rumble 2000, where Mae Young tries to, uh-huh. to strip off. Here we are again. She starts taking everything off. It's not even like she just comes in to compete in the match, but she just comes in and starts trying to take everything off mm-hmm. and proceeds to take everything off. Yep. Why? Uh, yep. Again, your answer <laughs> to amuse yep, Vince McMahon, to amuse probably. Yep. I didn't really understand this, but anyhow, May sort of just eliminated herself. And then yeah. Ashley Massaro was the last entrant. And remember how bad she was in the ring the last time? So maybe that's why we're doing a brand panties match. And yeah. A wrestling match, but she Probably. Wins. Yeah. So she, she finishes the stripping of Victoria to win the match and then just decides to take her own clothes off um, to celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like winning a last man standing match then knocking yourself out. <laughs> you have to feel ashamed for that Victoria. Like she's clearly a really talented wrestler. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's, she's getting just, put in stuff like this. Yeah, she's just there in the wrong era. I think. Although saying that, we've had Trish Stratus and Mickey James who, who can mm. work in the ring. Ah, yeah. um, yeah. Get our guest refing in that match or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, the crowd are the crowd have managed to come down <laughs> between well, what was the first match? <laughs> Sh- Shelton versus they've come down between Shelton. Did we have a we have no tag team match on this again? How odd. No, I don't Very think rare it is. to get a, a tag match yeah. on some of these pay per views at this point. Yeah. Um we're gearing up for Elimination Chamber, and I think we've probably got over an hour to go left of the pay-per-view mm-hmm. still, but then you've got six entrances um, yep. and then some shenanigans afterwards, so I suppose that makes sense. I noticed there was no, and I didn't know if this is a reaction to the way that the crowd have been. There, There's no promo or interview segment with Cena on the show, mm. yeah. which seems unusual. Mm-hmm. But maybe, maybe if the reactions started to turn a bit, there that that was maybe a deliberate decision. Yeah, that's really interesting. That's a really good point. What they did here with Cena was just, you know, they might not have done a promo, but they've mm. had them. Just ridiculous. It's just like looking back in hindsight now. They did it with the Rock. We got die, Rocky die. Mm-hmm. They did it with. Who who else must they have done it? Who who else did they do it with? Sort of in between there, ninety seven to say like two thousand two sort of thing. I don't really yeah. think they did it because they had bona fide. Yeah, the, it was stacked with superstars. I mean, I know you know the likes of 
Orton got a big push, but it started as a heel, a cocky heel, mm-hmm. rather than starting as a baby face. Um, and the, and then you know, like Orton won that title in two thousand and four, SummerSlam two thousand and four. They took it off mm-hmm. him pretty quick, and he mm-hmm. he went down the middle, of, back yeah. down the middle of the card. He was involved with Undertaker and that. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Cena, has been like he's a champion now, and he beats everybody. Yeah. <laughs> And and same with like Brock was like that and Roman Reigns was like that and it's just mm-hmm. tiring. Yeah. It's not yeah. entertaining or enjoyable. And realistically that's why we watch it. Yeah, yeah, I mean that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this uh like they, I suppose they often get it right in the end, or it feels like they get it right in the end, or do they just get lucky in the end? I don't know. Like with the Rock obviously joining the nation and being able to put that those chants right back at the fans and oh I, absolutely and the Roman Reigns you know moment with the heel turn and the alliance with Heyman and then becoming just ridiculous as a you know sort of standard of performer mm-hmm. um, it must be a lot easier to when you know everything you're doing is working to get the confidence to just become that damn good. Um, but when you're a force-fed baby face, I wonder where Cena's confidence came from. It's maybe just in him. It's maybe just somebody has, naturally. I feel like people like Jericho and Punk and even The Rock at WrestleMania 18, when like Rock and SummerSlam 2002, um, they played... They played a little bit off the crowd. They started doing mm-hmm. heely heel yeah. type things. You do an eye rake or a or whatever. You mm-hmm. use the ropes to break a hold or, or whatever. Yeah. Um Cena doesn't seem like he's got that seem mm-hmm. Cena's like being operated by someone backstage sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 fair, you know, because you, you don't even have to I think when you're when you know what you're doing, it doesn't have to be over the top. You don't have to make it unrecoverable. And just in that moment on that night. Just lean into it a little bit. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. That, like, yeah. We saw that Bret Hart SummerSlam 92. Mm-hmm. He, he's a big face, but he was doing little yeah. things. Even yeah. just a, a, a look at the crowd. Mm-hmm. I suppose that's what separates those that are really good at it and, and those that mm-hmm. are yeah. maybe still learning or, or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go into this match. Elimination Chamber match can only be fourth, fourth or fifth Elimination Chamber that, that mm-hmm. we've had, I think. Um, it, I wonder if it's still the original. Do you remember they used to talk about the original Elimination Chamber being brutal? People, the wrestlers yeah. used to talk about hating being involved yeah. in it. Yeah. It still looks that way. I, I don't know what, how to describe how it looks, but it looks that sort of brutal way. It looks yeah, different. it does. Yeah, I've no doubt they found ways to soften it without changing the look too much. Whether that's happened here or not, mm. it's kind of hard to know. The bumps to the outside look mm-hmm. hard. Yeah. Um, so who we all got? We've got Masters, Kane, Carlito, and and Masters, Kane, Angle. Carlito, and Angle are in the pods. In the pods, and we've got Michaels and Cena starting out. Immediately, we've got booze for Cena. Cena sucks yeah. chance. They're pretty brutal. Yeah. And uh, Cena's doing. What we've seen Cena do since since before he won the title uh, at WrestleMania, he's just taken a beating. 
Yeah. Taking a I'd, beating from Michaels. I put in my notes quite quickly, quite early on. When this was all starting to... So I knew what was due to happen later. And when I started hearing the Cena boos, which are really audible from the start of this match, I started to wonder, was what they did earlier with Edge just an attempt to get within that crowd as much heat on him as possible for what was going to come later? Because were they worried they might cheat it? They might the crowd might celebrate it. Yeah. It was only at this moment when I heard the booze that I started thinking of of that. I, I wonder. I wanted to look and see, but I, I didn't manage to get the time. But I, I wanted to find out the sort of um, where did the idea behind behind cashing in come mm. from in this pay per view at this point. I'm sure I've read Edge before. Say he only found out at the pay per view. Okay, but that's not to say that it wasn't. It wasn't planned. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it has to be planned based on, on what they did with Cena in this match. Mm-hmm. I think it has to be. Um, anyway, we get we get Carlito first in, and the crowd are right behind him because he goes straight for Cena. Yeah, <laughs> he's getting huge cheers. Yeah, he um, he takes out Cena, and then HPK is lying. The other side of the rope on the steel and, and Carlito just does a senton over mm-hmm. the ropes out on the steel. Brutal. I think that the the, the, the uh, announcers basically no sell it, don't they? What's happening in terms of reaction to Cena. I don't I think they really acknowledge it at all. So you you've had like sometimes get like the oh some a mixed crowd here to Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, just just a an acknowledgement that whatever city you're in, this crowd can be a little bit different from your normal. They're, they're just sort of plant that seed, but I don't think there was anything like that here. No. Yeah, you're not going to get that sort of nuance from coach. Yeah, yeah, true. Un- unfair <laughs> on Joey. I like Joey Styles, but... Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, so Cena and Cena and uh, Michaels start to work together and taking out poor Carlito. Uh, double flat Jack on Carlito until our Olympic hero is in and he goes suplex crazy. Yeah. There is something more acceptable about him going suplex crazy than Lesnar going suplex crazy. Do you think? I, I don't know why. To me, there just is. Like, I think it, I'm trying to think here. Where, where are we? So we're just at the start of 06. So he's, I think it's like summer. It's maybe into like autumn where he, he will be on TNA, Kurt Angle. Right. Um, Quite relatively a, soon. Yeah, there was a, a story he was telling on his podcast about how he basically he, he always wanted to try and go when he had injuries. And I think he put that down to put a lot of his like pain medication addiction down to, to that. The fact he right. wouldn't want to miss a show and all that. Um and he started to get really annoyed with Vince, who was always like putting more and more demands on him. You know, okay, now I know you're beat up or torn up to get in the elimination chamber, you know, that kind of thing. And there was after a, a match, he was scheduled to, to so have a pay-per-view on the Sunday. It must be later in the year. And he's scheduled to be on Raw on the Monday. And he went into Vince's like little office he'd set up at whatever building they're at. And he, pulled down his pants and he said basically his whole body was a bruise Jeez. and Vince was like oh 
take it you're not going out there tonight, pal, or something like that. It's like, no. <laughs> and that that oh. that was, I think, the first conversation that ended up with him being done. That was really? where they were where they were going from there. I think because of the pain med addiction, Vince wanted him to go to rehab. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, well, I can't keep going at this pace without the pills. Mm-hmm. I, you know, there's, it's one or the other. And he, he refused the rehab and they tore up his, his deal, apparently. So, Crazy. yeah, yeah. But I can Crazy. I can picture it with what he, you know, puts himself through and, and all that in a match. How he's, he just must have been so beaten up and worn mm-hmm. out and all that. I'm just, yeah. that, must, that story must be so consistent across so many people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think. Like you see what Triple H went through as far as finishing the match and mm-hmm. all that, and it must just be a badge of honour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Cody did yeah. that with that that torn pick and all that. It's very mm-hmm. old school. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I think they, they always say like there's no there's no off season, so you know there's there's no ability to rest up. I suppose that they must hit a breaking point. A lot of them where they're like, I I just need to go home now. That's it. You know. That was a CM Punk thing, wasn't it? That's what he talked about in that mm-hmm. podcast with uh, Colt Cabana. Mm-hmm. It's just like I've been, I've been working and working and working. I've heard RVD talk about that as well. Like I've mm-hmm. taken my time off and and been sort of trying to pressure him into going on a a, a tour for the troops. Yeah, they yeah, said it was on a volunteer right. basis, and he was like, "All right, well, I'm I'm not going then." And yeah, so I was like, "Come on, pal." <laughs> This is where he's talking about pick a hand. He was going to tell Vince to pick a hand. Quality. So 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 angles in and he's he's throwing everybody about the place. Yeah. Yeah, which is class. It's just what we want to see. It's what everybody wants to see. This brings the crowd, I think, yeah, back I, into I it. Loved the wrestling machine angle. It's just yeah, brilliant. He grabs Michaels and we're we suddenly get sort of pulled back into that. Uh, double header that they had earlier yep. in the year. Um, it's good to see them locking back together again. He slingshots Michael into the cage wall, and, and Michael's a bloody mess. Um, where do we go from there? He gets the ankle lock on Carlito. Yeah. And I think what was supposed to happen was he gets the ankle lock on Carlito as uh, the masterpiece yeah. is about to come in. Uh huh. But the commentary completely fumble that as well. They're like, "But the master, but it's not even flashing." Or mm-hmm. the, I think we're still waiting on the countdown, and they're yeah. like, "Don't worry, the masterpiece will save them. They've got an alliance together." And it's like, it's, it's like I, I, I've heard I, I, again another podcast. I, I think it was Bruce Pritchard, and he was talking about how he always hated the announcers knowing what was supposed to happen. He wants them to react in the moment because you end up calling things that haven't happened uh so if basically if your rule for the show is whatever happens is what was supposed to happen but the announcer actually knows what was supposed to happen and he still calls it even if it didn't um and i get like this this was an example like they're they're bigging it up and it's not happened yet you're mm-hmm. sitting watching thinking well it's kind of aye. yeah it takes you out yeah, actually mm-hmm. yeah it takes, um but angle's got the ankle lock on Carlito. Masters comes in and we've they've obviously touched on the alliance and he I think he he breaks it up. Yeah. We go straight in an ankle lock on Masters though. Yeah. Uh, and then I've got that must get broken as well. Cena tries to 
FU angle, but he counters that into an ankle lock. And I think right when he's applied that ankle lock, he uh, he catches the speech and music from, from HBK. Okay, I'm just going to fill in a little bit here. I think we've lost Ross for now. And, in fact, he's had a power cut. <laughs> oh, classic. Okay. He's going to try and reconnect as quick as he can, so... I will just keep talking for now. Um, so we're still in the elimination chamber. We have uh, just lost Kurt Angle, best wrestler in the world, has been eliminated after uh, Shawn Michaels' sweet chin music super kick. So uh, yeah, as mentioned, um, Angle is going to be in TNA by the time the year's out. Uh, Masters and Carlito teaming up uh, on Cena as the clock's counting down. We have Kane. No, no, that's too soon. No, wait. Yeah. Kane has entered the match. And uh, he is destroying everyone. But uh, Masters and Carlito uh, team up to slow him down. Um, there are huge cheers as Kane it's a choke slam on Cena, and we get uh, Carlito and Masters then with a double team DDT on Kane. Um, Masters tries to get the master lock on Kane, but he can't. Uh, just too big, just too strong. So following the uh, double team DDT, Masters press slams Carlito onto Kane like that kind of thing, you know, a nice tag team, old school style tag team manoeuvre. Um, and that is Kane eliminated. So we've lost our second participant. Um, we are now down to four. So uh, we've got Michaels, Cena, Masters and Carlito. So the story that they're looking to tell here is whether um, Michaels and uh, Cena will cooperate they will team up they've had their issues between the two of them in the past but the logic dictates the other two are a team and so to survive this you basically have to team up against them um so michaels is is kind of first up he is trying the fight back on uh, masters and carlito and a uh, the hints of an alliance between Cena and Michaels are definitely there. 
is it going to be enough? Is it going to go all the way? I guess we'll see. Um, it lasts a mere matter of seconds before uh, Michael's super kick Cena. Um, after that, though, immediately after that, we have a, a corkscrew. I think it was referred to as a corkscrew uh, by Carlito, who eliminates Michaels. We are down to just the three, but uh, obviously, when it comes to stacking the deck, um, we have the guys that have formed the alliance up against the defending champion Cena. Um, so it's obviously going to be a two-on-one situation uh, for the for the foreseeable in the match. You get a Superman superhero style comeback by Cena uh, up against the two of them. And uh, what he's doing is just trying to uh, survive. It seems like the crowd are booing the shit out of it. They, I think, obviously don't want Cena walking out here with a belt. Um, I'd like to think they've taken to the Carlito and Masters combination. Um, so we get um, Masters saving Carlito. Uh, from an FU attempt. We then have Masters DDTing Cena on the metal rail. Cena has busted wide open. Uh, Masters and Carlito are going after him big time. There is a suplex off the top uh, on Cena by Carlito and Masters. We then have uh, Carlito. He's a trustworthy guy. He's, you know, formed an alliance. He's going to keep doing his thing. But rather than just trying to put Cena away now, he he seems to be really, really encouraging Masters to uh, put the Master Lock on. He seems to be there for the taking, but no, Carlito's adamant. Let's put the Master Lock on. Right there and then, the twist. Carlito with the low blow on Masters, who's lining up for them to put the Master Lock on Cena. Low blow, rolls him up, and that, that is Masters eliminated. We are down to just Cena and Carlito. Carlito, quite pleased with himself. He's got exactly what he wanted out of this situation. However, Cena's right there, rolls up Carlito. John Cena, with the pin win, roll up to retain. The crowd, again, goes, I think it'd be generous, say goes mild. They uh, they don't want any part of this. They are angry. Um, and, yeah, they, they manage to um, vent their, their frustrations all over Cena. It's not really a ce celebration situation. He is uh, obviously walking out with the belt. And um, that is, yeah. Retained champion against all odds. However, however, I'm just going to go into the finale here because I'm not sure Ross with his power cut is going to be able to join. So I'll just try and round things off. Um, we get uh, Vince McMahon's music. He comes out. He says the night is not over. Nobody go anywhere. He calls for the cage to be raised. Cena is in there as an absolute bloody mess. And... Uh, Oh, hi, Ross. Hi there. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, so we finished the, the cage match. I'm just uh, going through where we get with the impromptu title match. Um, yeah, Vince is saying there's one more match happening here tonight. Edge is cashing in his money in the bank. Now, as the, the little uh, audio that was played at the start of the show, you know, you already knew this was going to happen. So here we are. Edge, when uh, Cena is at his most vulnerable, is going to cash in his title opportunity. Um, we get from there. Um, I'd actually wondered how they were going to play this because Cena's stumbling to his feet. The ref comes down and is, it seems like he's checking that it's okay for Cena to go ahead with this mm-hmm. match, which seems really weird in hindsight because, you know, he's clearly not. <laughs> it's not going to be a fair fight. But, you know, I, I don't know. It, I, I've seen this kind of thing happen before, but for some reason it caught my eye. Like, what's the point of that? Obviously, he's cashing in regardless, and I don't think there's any... Uh, the the defending champ has any real say in that. Yeah. This is the first time they've done it, I suppose, so it's not quite as close uh, as it is. I suppose, these yeah. Days. Um, Cena stumbles to his feet. The ref gives the okay to ring the bell. Um, Edge really, really quickly goes for, for several cover attempts um, and Cena gets out of those and then uh, th- there was just this moment in my mind where I thought oh no they don't no they don't because he kicks out of a spear yeah. and I was thinking they're not they, they, they're definitely not going to have Cena come out of this match still with a bell even if they'd planned that in the start surely the crowd reaction would have told them no don't do that um, can you remember when Edge cashes in if it's a good crowd reaction for the fact that he's there, and it's obviously he's a heel, you know. Mm-hmm. When you get the hold on, hold on, stay in your seats and all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. um, and Edge's music is so loud that you don't really, you can't really get a handle on whether or not he's getting, mm. okay. they're going wild for him or not. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah. I, I think when, you know, I've got, I've got it in my notes here, but when Cena kicks out the spear, it's like the fans have had it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know, I, I can hear, you know, you could hear Bruce Pritchard saying, like, you, you're baiting the fans because you know that they want that, so you're not giving it to them. You, you don't mm-hmm. give them what they want straight away. But he's just went through at least three former champions plus two mm-hmm. guys that were, what I don't know what you said about them, but I thought they were working really well together in the chamber. Yeah, and I liked would, that whole story. They were actually even doing like tag team combination type moves uh-huh. to, to finish guys off. And I knew in that story that the, the, the twist was coming because you know it was it was really obvious. It was just a matter of when it was gonna happen. And I kinda popped a wee bit for Carlito doing it and probably wanted him <laughs> to walk to out with Carlito. the title. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't have worked the other way around. Uh, but yeah. Um, I'd, I had been thinking, because the, the, the crowd were not up for him retaining, even when, you know, he's in there at the end of the chamber against two heels who have been double teaming people, mm-hmm. but they're still, yeah, they're not there for it. They just they just don't want to see him as champion. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there, there is, uh, yeah, when, when they kick out of the first spear, the, the crowd are not happy with that. They're, they're, they're done, regardless of whether they like Edge or not. They're done. They're ready yeah. for this oh, yeah, change. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's a, a second spear. And I, I was actually surprised that was the pin. I thought, mm-hmm. oh, this is going to go on for ages. Yeah, got yeah. to hit like 10 of them Same. or something like that. But yeah. 
Do you think they took that and learned from it and they just said, look, if somebody's cashing in, they're winning, then they hit their finish and that's it? Maybe. Because you're, you're not hurting the person that's cashed in on. They're, 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 they've just been through a match. Almost always, they've just been through a match um, and they are vulnerable. And that is why the cash-in's happening then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so he, hits, he hits that final spear and, and that's it. Yeah, new champion, Edge. And I didn't actually realise till you, you mentioned it earlier that it's quite a short-lived reign he's got here. Yeah, so this must pay-per-view will be, I think it's the 8th of January. Royal Rumble's 20-something, 20-something, and he loses to Cena at the Rumble. Which makes you question, why? <laughs> what, what, what was the point of all this? Or what did we go through all this for? Yeah. And why take off Cena for that short time? Did Maybe. they just not plan when to take them? And we've got WrestleMania yeah. coming up. We, do, we need to get a briefcase back up there for WrestleMania. Yeah. I had thought by this era they were maybe had moved a little bit past the the really sort of scattergun title change for the sake of title change, but maybe not. Maybe maybe they're still. And I I kind of get them maybe wanting to have crowned Edge as a champion so that he's maybe then fully at that level and you can go back to, to him being in title picture, which obviously they do sort of time and time again in the in the coming years. So him, him and Punk both won it twice, is that right? Did he win it from Mr. Kennedy, Edge? Did he like take Mr. Kennedy's win? Yeah, so Mr. Kennedy won it and then he was misdiagnosed yes. with a, a more serious injury than it actually was, so they switched it. Eh? Yeah, I how yeah, <laughs> and he never never got back anywhere near the the title picture. Same I don't for think. that guy. He was a good. He was, he was certainly a good personality. He had a lot of charisma. He's he's been on the Angle podcast, and they, they worked together in TNA for right. a bit. Mr. Um, Angle really liked him. Yeah, right. Mr. Anderson there. Um, I, Angle really liked him. He said, you know, decent worker, very safe, and. Uh, that goes against some of the things that he was accused of being, yeah, which yeah, I yeah. think they used him to fire. Randy, used to fire him. Supposedly Randy. I think he did he break his collarbone or something on a landing from a move, yeah. or had he already had an injury, and he still executed a move where he landed on it or something like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, he, um, I, I just always think of the the mic intro thing, yeah. um, which which I, I found pretty entertaining. These are the things that. That set people a bit, it set them mm-hmm. different from from the rest of them, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, I've got two questions for you. Okay. Hit you with the first one. Money in the bank this weekend. What's the what's the best money in the bank cashing? Oh, like I I like the um, Rollins one during the Mania match between Lesnar and, and Roman Reigns. Um, mm. It was a bit different. It hadn't ended. They were both, you know, been through a lot of punishment. And I think the crowd were pretty sour on Roman Reigns at that point. I, I thought that one worked really well. Yeah, what about you? probably my favourite as well. Is that 31, maybe? I think so, yeah. It's cool. And, and Rollins was a heel there. Mm-hmm. It's iconic. It's a rest. You know, people talk about WrestleMania moments. That's a yeah. WrestleMania moment. Him yeah. Swinging the belt round and round his head at the, mm-hmm. the top yeah. of the, the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, probably this one is quite iconic as well. Yeah. Being the first, mm-hmm. I can't think of many others to be honest. 
I, I, I always think of the um, like the the money in the bank with the Punk Cena uh, match where you know Cena's leaving and he, he he wins the title and then McMahon tries to send out Alberto Del Rio who'd won the money in the bank that night uh, but he gets a a head kick and all that so he never actually gets to cash in probably remember uh, that more than a lot of the actual cash ins was that on the actual was that on that pay-per-view and is it after the cena match when yeah Punk so the title from him? yeah so uh basically to try and keep the belt because right. in kayfabe he's 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 moving on um yeah mcmahon panics and tries to get him to cash in but he never even hands over the briefcase i don't think i think he gets right. the head kick before that nice and then he does he do a kiss and goes out through yeah. the crowd? Yeah, that was pretty cool. I liked that. Uh, okay, and other question is, what's your highlight of the Edge Money in the Bank win to cashing in? doesn't have to be Edge-related, but just across the piece. I I liked what happened at the end here. I thought that was a good way of doing it. Um, there were... I, I enjoyed... Um, little bits and pieces of seeing the character evolve. Um, I don't think it's anywhere near there yet. I think he actually becomes like, do you remember he was, he's in a tag team with Randy Orton for a while. Um, they're called, is it rated RKO? They call yeah. themselves. I really liked that run that he had. Um, but he's, he's already been to the top by the point he, he goes there. Uh-huh. Um, but I yeah, know, there's, I, I wasn't, I wouldn't have been watching then. All I've seen is, their little thing with DX where they're, you know, when they come out dressed as them. Uh-huh. It's got like the big fake nose on and all that. That's quite funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they they worked well as, as like a, a, a pairing. And you always knew there was that bit of tension there as well between them. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's the pay-per-views haven't been great, if we're being honest. Um, Disappointing. I yeah. Think I thought they were going to be like really good. Uh-huh. Like good I, wrestling. I enjoyed the stuff with Angle and Michaels. I thought those yes. those were highlights. Um, probably the, the they're the main ones I'm thinking of. Yeah, me too. Not Hogan Michaels. Someone nah, didn't really didn't really do it for me. I think you're probably right. I think Michaels Angle certainly at WrestleMania 21, mm-hmm. probably one of the better better WrestleMania matches we've ever seen. Uh, I was going to say I. I I like the the Mysterio, Eddie, Dominic, SummerSlam oh, stuff. Yeah, that's I know you story. don't love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought it was a wee bit over the top, but yeah. Um, it's but it's wrestling, so that's, yeah, fun. that's allowed. I don't really think there's nothing else jumping out at me. Yeah. <laughs> really. Not a lot of good tag team wrestling. No real Hardly game, any. Like, sticking out Intercontinental Champion or anything like that. Nah. Yeah, Carlito, Shelton, Jericho. I, I I quite enjoyed Christian, Jericho, Cena. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was okay. Yeah, thought it was a good way of protecting Cena. Um, and they did yeah. their best to get Big Dave over with Triple H, but at mm-hmm. this point, he's I think he's injured and he's fallen right out of things. Yeah, that's that's just what I still really enjoyed the story from that, but the matches weren't great. Yeah. So there we go. We have completed okay. our journey. Let's erase the fact that we said we were going to go to WrestleMania 22. It just cashed in. He's won his title. Our job is done. Yeah. Um, we 
don't know where we're going to go next, do we? No, we will. We'll make some decisions about that. Um, I think we'll. So, like, I think there's there's at least twice we've been really roped into these, like, we we tried to do a year and it really wasn't a good year once we were in it, and then the uh, this journey which maybe the quality of wrestling hasn't been as good as we, we, we would have hoped. Expected. So we'll have a think about what what would be next. Yeah. Let's not let's not commit ourselves and then not be able to deliver. But it is quite heartbreaking when you're really looking forward to Sam. <laughs> and I'm more thinking about nineteen ninety eight than I are, than I am yeah, than I yeah. was this. But nineteen ninety eight and then the pay-per-views, some of them were just... It was WCW, really, but a, a lot mm-hmm. of the undercard, the WWF, was oof, yeah. tough as well. Yeah. So let's get some good wrestling to watch if we can, or at least yep. some interesting stuff. Okay, we're going to take a wee break anyway, aren't we? Because we've got some holidays and stuff, so yep. um, we'll be back mid-July ready and raring to go with a, a, a new journey, or, or we might go back to Oracle. Who knows? <laughs> the Oracle wasn't always good. No, certainly not. <laughs> let's watch... Oh, actually, let's very quickly touch on uh, Forbidden Door. Very, very quickly. Have you watched Omega versus Osprey? No. Okay. I know you sent me a link. I know, I know. And I, and know I will. It was um, short notice. Let's uh, maybe chat about that the next time you've had a chance to watch it. Cause it was, okay. It's worth, I think it's worth talking about. Okay, cool. Cool, okay. Well, enjoy some of your summer, and we shall speak again mid-July. And I'm sorry for having a power cut and leaving you to waffle. Yeah, I don't know how that's all going to come out, but I'll be fine. We got there. Oh, good, good. Okay, (laughs) I won't see you next Tuesday, but don't be a see you next Tuesday. Regardless, that's getting scrapped. Okay, (laughs) bye-bye. Oh no.